Hello everyone, welcome to End Time America. It's Michael Pierce. Uh, it's been a while. I've taken some time off. I had a lot of difficulty because of these podcasts. And um, well, I've been over it before, as David Wilkerson said, when you in the end times they're gonna slander the people that are called by God, they're trying to get out the truth. They're gonna call them anything and everything to turn the people against them. And now we live in a, a, a time frame when the hearts of many have waxed cold. And what's really bad about our society is the scripture tells us that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're to do good to each other. We're not, it says, do not plot evil against your neighbor and, 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 and uh, torment him in his home. And uh, it, it's really interesting because none of that stuff was possible until the last probably 40 years with the technology we've got. But Scripture knows what's going to happen and what's going to take place. But the thing I wanted to talk to you about is is where we're at. I've been hearing people talk about things like, well, how long are we supposed to hold this line that everybody talks about? Uh, and the Scripture's really clear in guidance there, too, because... We're under judgment right now. Back in 18, 18, early 1800s, they discovered, you know, this, the Scripture reveals things when it's time to have things revealed. But they ran across Scripture, and they figured out that, well, according to the time frame, in around 19, or 1844, uh, Jesus entered the temple in heaven and cleansed it. <laughs> And then judgment, he was bringing judgment to the church at that point. And in, in, in the scripture where it talks about him entering the temple in Revelation, at the end of it, it says when he did so, there was earthquakes and hell on earth. And that corresponds with the 1800, what was it, uh, the earthquake uh, in the Mississippi River, where the river ran backwards, the earthquakes over in in, in Asia. Uh, I haven't been able to locate anything about hell yet, but I found that really interesting because that was within a, a few years of that date when Christ entered the temple and cleansed it and then started judging. <laughs> now, we're we're living in this time of judgment. And if you go into the book of Isaiah, the first chapter, it's God pleading with the saints, with basically Israel, begging them to come back to him, begging them to repent of their sins, begging them to turn away from all their evil. And then in the next chapter, you know, it's, it's talking about how he's going to, well, the way the scripture lays it out is, is God's bringing judgment against us. And he's bringing the evil up. And we're watching this evil take place in the world. And the judgment's coming against the people that are deceived, the people that refuse to turn back to God. And that includes five of the seven churches are brought under judgment. And then there's two... Uh, of the candlesticks or candles that remain. There were originally seven. There's two of them, the two witnesses at the end. That's a critical study right there if you can get into it because in the first few chapters, in the first or second chapter of Revelation, or the first chapter, it tells you who the candlesticks are. And then when you go back to read about the 144,000, it flat out tells you that they are the candlesticks. And uh, then you can discount all the other opinions about it being Moses and Elijah because it says that's already came. And yes, that's in Scripture. So the way it lays it out is that God's bringing judgment and he's begging us to turn back to him. And we're supposed to be Nonviolent. We're supposed to love everybody. I mean, some people are going to suffer, but the judgment's going to come really hard against the people that will not return 
will not repent, will not turn to the love of the truth, as it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Which brings up another point. Everybody's saying, well, you know, this isn't the mark of the beast. The mark, they, I'm hearing things like, well, the mark of the beast, you, they're going to have to tell you you've got to deny Christ. And it doesn't say that in Scripture. You accept and deny Christ by obeying the Ten Commandments or refusing them. Like if you are a part of, like the biggest deception in the country right now is the Patriot Act. That's creating a lot of people that, are, that believe they're Christian, but they're going to hell because they've turned away from the love of the truth. Instead of loving their neighbors, instead of helping their neighbors, instead of doing good for people that some of them may need help, they're accusing, they, they've taken up with the accuser of the brethren uh, they're slandering and they're harassing and, and, and following that path there. And the scripture tells us God hates those things. And, and you know, the scripture is really clear. It's, it's the, the sum of the law is to love each other, to do good for each other, not to accuse each other, not to harm each other. Evil rising up, its goal is to eliminate Christianity, eliminate God's servants on earth, and establish a a uh, a utopia with a few people in charge and everybody else's slaves. So we're to hold the line on righteousness. We're not to, you know, if we were to turn and take up arms and fight against somebody, then we would not be doing God a service. We're, we're supposed to be loving those that persecute us, helping those that, that need help. We're, we're supposed to be do, bringing good and love to this world and setting that example until God gives us permission to do something else. Now, in, in, now if you read the first chapter of Isaiah, you can read about how he's pleading with the people that are refusing him, the people that are getting ready to go to hell. As it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and then if you go to <coughs> Isaiah chapter 8, it makes it really clear, let me find it here, And I lose it every time I don't mark it. If I don't lay something on it there where I can see my place, I always lose it. Chapter 8, and it says, This is a warning to the saints, that if you associate yourselves with others against the powers that are bringing judgment against the evil, you shall be broken in pieces. If you give ear to groups that are trying to rally themselves against it, you're going to be broken in pieces. It says if you gird yourself against it, gird yourself means to take up arms, you're going to be broken to pieces because that judgment is coming against the Christians who have refused the truth, who have turned away from the love of the truth, who have quit seeking the word of God and have fallen into all sorts of uh, deceptions and false doctrines. The ones that think that they're going to be raptured and they're not going to take part in any pain or suffering. The ones that think that are, are, are sitting in with pastors right now that, that are telling them that God wants you healthy and wealthy and wise and there's nothing going on and everything's going to be okay or, or that we've got this group and we're going to win back the country or all of those people. Judgment's coming against them.
Now there is a point all through Scripture it talks about how evil, God's going to remove evil from the earth. And even according to that Operation Looking Glass to where they've tried to punch in with artificial intelligence and, and predict the future and, and they're worried because no matter what they do, it always ends up the same. They lose. God's kingdom is established no matter what they do. And that's why everything's being rushed so fast. And in second chapter of Isaiah, it tells you who that judgment's going to come against. That day of the Lord. And that judgment of God is going to come against everyone that is lifted up. Everyone that has put their faith into government or uh, uh, institutions, people, anybody that is high, lifted up, or has been empowered by the global system. Those are the ones that when Christ appears, they're going to be hiding under the rocks. They're going to be hiding in caves trying to escape his wrath. The Bible says it's not appointed us his wrath, and that's true. But then all the pieces of Scripture will start to come together, and you'll start to see that the two witnesses have already been fallen. They're still believers here on earth. Uh, most of them had already returned to Israel, but they're in positions around the world, of which he, it says that when he returns, he's going to send people to send something, an angel, to pick them up and bring them back to the land of their inheritance, which is Israel. Everything, everything is laid out in the Scripture. Everything. If you study the Scripture, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know that the wrath of God is going to come on a day that's going to be like any other day. There's going to be wars, rumors of wars. There's going to be manipulation. The church is going to be persecuted. There's going to be an effort to eliminate Christianity from the face of the earth. Even right now, there's 17,000 doctors that have signed a lawsuit against the very thing that's taking place right now. The other day I listened to the health ranger talking about uh, how many deaths are taking place around the world. Right now there's 10 million people dying a day around the world. Here in America, the insurance companies are upset because the death rate is 40% higher. And it climbed even higher when they turned loose 5G. Now, they say 5G is not out. They had that complaint about aircraft two years ago that was in the news, over two years ago. You think they didn't investigate that then? I think they just pulled it off the shelf, and they don't want people to think that 5G's out because that's increased the deaths even higher. And they want to deceive people into thinking that it's the virus and not the 5G, so they're using that aircraft excuse as a way to cast a little deception on us. And I'll tell you why I believe that. It's because the first of this month something changed. I was always having a problem with the 4G and being tormented by the the telephone or the cell phone towers and, and, and Wi-Fi in houses and, and the little, uh, uh, what do you call them, the uh, electric meters on houses and on light posts. That, that stuff hurts my body. 
the beginning of this month, a signal changed and it hurts. And what it's doing is it's decreasing the oxygen in the blood. And I've had a lot of problems with it because they don't want me making these podcasts. And that's why I'm making it right now is because I'm kind of worried about it. And this morning I got up and I almost blacked out because of the signal they've been pumping at me. I can tell the direction it's coming from. Uh, And a lot of times they're hitting me from two different directions. And my oxygen level has decreased because of it. And this morning it felt like I, like my brain wasn't getting any oxygen. And almost fell out from it. But that's what they're doing to people. They're trying to pull off this reduction in population. Uh, Well, I've got the newspaper from, what, several years ago. There was a paper where uh, Bill Gates had announced that uh, they were going to reduce the population using injections, using uh, vaccines. And I've got a copy of that. I, I might put that on this podcast as the image, the display image, so you can enlarge that and maybe read it. We'll see if it works that way. But everything is in the Scripture, and the thing they're scared about is they're scared of the people waking up because it, according to what they they find in all of their scenarios, the people wake up, And we eliminate evil, and we establish a peaceful, godly world kingdom led by Jesus Christ. That's what they're terrified of. All through the scripture, it talks about how evil is going to be removed from the face of the earth. In the book of Enoch, in the chapters 89 through 92, around in there, it talks about how God is going to give a sword to the saints, to the sheep. And the sheep are going to remove evil from the face of the earth. Now, when is that going to happen? Well, let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us, let me go to it and, and read it. Give me just a minute here. Give me a second. I'm so sorry. I should have had this ready, but I, I don't know where I'm going when I do these podcasts. I just I just start talking, and God kind of leads me. And I've been neglecting this one because I thought, well, maybe if I just slow down a little bit and start doing some type of ministry, maybe putting it out on paper but it wouldn't reach anybody. And the stuff is so critical now that the people need to be aware and they need to wake up. And in a second, I'm going to tell you when that awakening takes place because it's in Second Thessalonians. I'm sorry because I've got so much stuff in this Bible. It's all here it is, Second Thessalonians chapter two. Now I gotta move around to the light so I can see, so I can read this to you. And I need to put it down because I can't get it far enough away from my eyes. <laughs> so and I'm gonna try something else here. I'm not seeing that real good. Okay, and there we go. Give me just a second. I have to look it up on a computer. It's easier. I can enlarge it and see it a lot easier. Okay, here we are. It 
It says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. What that means is that the all in 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 the book of Enoch, all through the scripture, it talks about a falling away, how how men's hearts are going to wax cold, how brother's going to betray brother and sister, sister, and that's because of the Patriot Act deception that they put out on people that got us be accusing each other and watching each other. And, and, and they, don't get me wrong, these people think they're doing good, but they're doing evil. They're doing contrary to what Scripture and God tells us to do, and they're in service to the global antichrist system by serving that uh, let no man deceive you by any means for that day should not come except there come a falling away first and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or what is worshipped so that he as God setteth in the temple of God Showing himself that he is God, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. So you got these saints that are deceived by all this false doctrine, that believe in America. They still believe America is America. They don't believe it was taken over. They think they're serving America by following all these patriotic emblances of the Patriot Act, anything they can stick patriot to, which actually turns them away from God's law and puts them in service of Satan. So that... Deception moves them away from the love of the truth. And now, what happens? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Those who let us will now will let until they be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy by the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God, now he's talking about the saints, the deceived sheep, and it talks about the deceived sheep in the book of Enoch. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. In the book of Enoch, it talks about how, which brings up another interesting point, how uh, when the day of the Lord comes, then... They're going to grab first the angels, the fallen angels, and they're going to be cast into hell. Then he's going to grab up the shepherds and cast them into hell. And then he's going to grab up the, the, the blind sheep and cast them into hell. The blind sheep who believed they were doing right because they don't read the scripture, didn't understand that they were doing evil but they were betraying their brothers and sisters and betraying God and got caught up because they refused to turn to love of the truth, the word of God, because they refused to return to love. God let a delusion fall on them that they would believe the lie being put forth all over the world. And we watch that lie every day on the news. We watch the people running around following after this lawless system, and that's what it is, is lawlessness. And that's the very thing that's keeping lawlessness from being revealed because these people believe they are doing good. 
They don't go to church. They might not read the Bible. Church doesn't matter right now because most churches are leading people astray anyway. But not reading the Bible and thinking that you are a Christian and then you go and support a system that no longer exists betraying your own people harassing, torturing and killing your own people with these modern technologies that they've got out and all of a sudden it says in there until they be removed so there's going to come a point when all the people that are believing in this system have fallen for the lie, have taken part in all their little plans, and all of a sudden one day they're going to be removed. And then everybody's going to look and see, wow, these people have all passed, and they're going to recognize the lawlessness that was behind it. And that's what's going to take place. They're going to recognize everybody that was a part of the deception that killed so many people. And that is taking place right now. And we are on the verge of the waking up because people are understanding that even here in America, our death rate is probably 70% higher than normal. Matter of fact, my aunt died here a week ago. And the funeral home, normally you'd pass away, you'd have, have funeral arrangements that took up over two or three days. The funeral being on the third day. They're trying to squeeze everything into like six hours because they've got so many people. They have such a, such a, a backlog that they don't have the room for a two or three days like they used to. This is the state of America right now, which is funny because the press secretary for the White House said that she was very happy to serve under President Obama the other day, <laughs> I guess. So uh, that, that was interesting. And uh, so we are, we've already watched the fall take place of America. The laws... The changing of our laws, we watched that take place. We watched them run Christian constitutional patriots out of the Pentagon and establish the control group that would push all future policies. And now they're running Christians off. Uh, I heard a... a, a Jeff Prather, Jeffrey Prather, the other day he was talking, he made a lot of sense. He was talking about how the institutions that are being forced to take the vaccine are the institutions that the government is most afraid of. And one of those institutions the government is most afraid of is the Marine Corps. So the Marine Corps is being forced to take the vaccine and right now, my nephew is getting out because he's refusing to take it. He's a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Along with many others, you can watch them all over TikTok, all over YouTube, talking about how they're having to give up something they love very much because of the policies that just make them feel so uncomfortable that they cannot accept it and do not want to be a part of it. So they're running off the good people and filling it with bad like they did with the sheriff and police. 30 years ago, they used Romans chapter 1 as a way to determine the integrity of a person. Roman, uh, Romans chapter 1 gives the three points of falling away from God. And when they... They came against that, and now the people that would not have been allowed in law enforcement 30 years ago are now, have now filled the ranks. 30 years ago, you would not have been able to find an officer on the sheriff's department or a police department that would violate the Constitution of the United States. 
the constitutional rights of an individual. Now it's accepted practice. They have full range under Homeland Security to do whatever they want without getting permission and acting at will. This is a lawless generation. And everything that was used to put all this in place is gone. They took over the government, and now the threat to the people that have taken over the government are the original people of the country that they want to eliminate. And there's no saving it because it's gone. I'm not talking about saving America. I'm talking about saving your soul. Because the Bible says, be not afraid of him who can destroy your body, but be afraid of him who can destroy your soul. We are here to serve God. We are here to have relationship with God. Because of that failure in the saints to hang on to holiness, to hang on to scriptural truth, and to listen to the media, the news, and the propaganda they put out where they justified our loss of power by their gain of freedom only for them to be able to take our freedom away from us has been a deception all along. We have, been, we have become an enslaved people. We are in bondage right now. And the scripture talks about that. How God's going to bring us into bondage. And he's telling us not to fight against it. Because the people that are trying to enslave us will be enslaved. The people that are coming against us right now are going to... All the countries that are coming against us right now, God is going to destroy all the people behind all these countries in securing their power and harassing and torturing the saints of God and going at and, and harassing and torturing the people that speak out, all those people are going to go to hell for what they're doing. They're going to be judged and receive death for their actions because they failed to love their neighbor. And that's the whole some of the whole law is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I keep telling after for years I talked about how the only thing we had to do to save our country is obey the constitution and love each other. Not get caught up in all these fights of blacks, the whites, the the rich, the poor, the this, the that. All we did by letting them influence us into those arenas was give them power to manipulate us further and deceive us using fear to take our freedom away from us. And now, for us to have our freedom back, we've got to draw close to God and let evil destroy evil. So when people ask you, how long are we supposed to hold this line? We have to hold this line until evil destroys the blind sheep, revealing itself as being lawless, the lawless, the man of lawlessness. Once he reveals himself, then God's judgment, the day of the Lord comes. That's what we're waiting on. We are not to do anything. We are not to gird ourselves against it. We are to pray and seek God's counsel and wait on His power to come. That's our only purpose. <laughs> is praying, seeking God, receiving guidance from Him on where we're to go for safety. Some of us aren't going to make it. I, I, you know, I'm putting out this podcast because I needed to have it out a week ago when I had it finished. But because of what they were doing to me, I thought, well, maybe if I just not put it out, they'll lighten up. And no. 
They're trying to eliminate the people that know the truth before they get the word out there to you all. And they're trying to do it with silent weapons for a quiet war. Electronic weapon systems that are used by even your neighborhood watches that are being turned against the saints of God. I mean, sure, at first they used it on bad people to show them that it was being used on bad people, but then they, just like the Patriot Act and everything else, eventually the constitutional Christian Americans have become the targets. And now they're trying to eliminate the people that are trying to warn you and explain the scripture to you so that you will start to thirst for the truth and start seeking God yourself to, so that God can reveal these things personally to you instead of hearing it from somebody else because hearing it from somebody else is not going to bring salvation to you. I can sit here and explain this to you and you can agree with me all day long. But that's not going to save you. The only thing that's going to save you is your repentance to Jesus Christ. Repent to Jesus. Ask him into your heart. Ask him to help to give you back your sight and to raise you from the dead. Ask him for understanding knowledge, discernment, and to explain the Word of God to you and get in the Word of God and start having conversations with God about what each verse means to build that relationship so that you can get used to hearing His voice, hearing the voice of Jesus Christ so that He can protect you in the times that are approaching us oh so quickly. I'm just going to explain some of the things that I've heard. I, I don't know for sure I've heard through the rumor mill that they've got a new, some type of a remote program that they're going to unleash on, unleash on internet that's going to block all conservative talk, anybody that opposes, anybody that is Christian. I mean, all, one day everything's going to go silent, no matter whether you got your own... Uh, system set up or using somebody else's it's just going to quiet all opposing voices and then all you're going to hear is the stuff they want you to hear to push their deception even further when that happens if you aren't planted firmly in the word of god if you are not planted in the word of god have some kind of understanding you might, I'm, I don't think you're going to make it. You're going to be counted with those blind sheep that it talks about in the book of Enoch that are going to be swept into hell. The, uh, and that's, that's a critical thing right there. If you don't get yourself into the Word of God and repent and repent and I've got to repent right now because I'm having a tough time dealing with this electronic weaponry because it's really, really hurting me and since I started this podcast they've been hitting me hard with it but you've got to be aware of what their capabilities are and how they're doing this stuff. So I need everybody that hears this to be praying for me if you would, please. And uh, I'll be praying for you. But if you read the scripture, it's scattered throughout all the Old Testament and all the New Testament. Everywhere it talks about in those days, in the end of days, or in the last times, anything that mentions that, is a prophecy for us.
The book of Enoch, at the very beginning of it, it says this book is not for anybody other than the people who will be alive at the time of the end. <clears throat> That's how important that book is. That's why it's been hidden. And that's why I'm going to try to play a little bit of it for you here, if I can get down to it. Let me see if I can find that part here for you. I want you to hear. Foxes and wild boars feared and fled before it. And that ram butted and killed the wild... Okay. I want to get up to the part where... In the place of the first, which had been folded up, and all its pillars were new... Okay. Seven white ones, and said unto him, Take those seventy shepherds to whom I delivered the sheep, and okay, here it is. before him. Here it is. Okay, I want I want you to listen to this here because this is the part after the uh, after the wrath of God. This is the judgment that's going to come. And they trampled the sheep with their feet and devoured them. And the Lord of the sheep remained unmoved till all the sheep were dispersed over the field and mingled with them the beasts. And the shepherds did not save them out of the hands of the beasts. And this one who wrote the book carried it up and showed it and read it before the Lord of the sheep and implored him on their account and besought him on their account as he showed him all the doings of the shepherds and gave testimony before him against all the shepherds and he took the actual book and laid it down beside him and departed and I saw till in that manner thirty-five shepherds undertook the pasturing of the sheep, and they severally completed their periods, as did the first, and others received them into their hands to pasture them for their period, each shepherd in his own period. And after that I saw in my vision all the birds of heaven coming, the eagles, the vultures, the kites, the ravens, but the eagles led all the birds, and they began to devour those sheep, and to pick out their eyes, and to devour their flesh and the sheep cried out because their flesh was being devoured by the birds and as for me I looked and lamented in my sleep over that shepherd who pastured the sheep and I saw again until those sheep were delivered by the dogs and eagles and kites and they left neither flesh nor skin nor sinew remaining on them till only their bones stood there and their bones too fell to the earth and the sheep became few and I saw until that twenty-three had undertaken the pasturing and completed their several periods fifty-eight times. But behold, lambs were born by those white sheep, and they began to open their eyes and to see and to cry to the sheep. Yea, they cried to them, but they did not hearken to what they said to them, but were exceedingly deaf, and their eyes were very exceedingly blinded. And I saw in the vision how the ravens flew upon those lambs and took one of those lambs and dashed the sheep in pieces and devoured them. And I saw till horns grew upon those lambs, and the ravens cast down their horns. And I saw till there sprouted a great horn of one of those sheep, and their eyes were opened. And it looked at them, and their eyes opened. And it cried to the sheep, and the rams saw it, and all ran to it. And notwithstanding all those eagles and vultures and ravens and kites still kept tearing the sheep and swooping down upon them and devouring them, still the sheep remained silent. But the rams lamented and cried out, and those ravens fought and battled with it and sought to lay low its horn, but they had no power over it. And I saw till the shepherds and eagles and those vultures and kites came, and they cried to the ravens that they should break the horn of that ram. And they battled and fought with it, and it battled with them, and cried that its help might come. And I saw till a great sword was given to the sheep, and the sheep proceeded against all the beasts of the field to slay them, and all the beasts and the birds of the heaven fled before their face. And I saw that man who wrote the book according to the command of the Lord, till he opened that book concerning the destruction which those twelve last shepherds that wrought, and showed that they had destroyed much more than their predecessors before the Lord of the sheep. And I saw till that man who wrote down the names of the shepherd and carried up into the presence of the Lord of the sheep and came and helped it and showed it everything. He had come down for the help of that ram. 
And I saw till the Lord of the sheep came unto them, and took in his hand the staff of his wrath, and smote the earth, and the earth clave asunder. And all the beasts and all the birds of heaven fell from among those sheep, and were swallowed up in the earth, and it covered them. And I saw till the Lord of the sheep came unto them in wrath, and all who saw him fled, and they all fell into his shadow from before his face. And I saw till a throne was erected in the pleasant land, and the Lord of the sheep sat himself thereon. And the other took the sealed books, and opened those books before the Lord of the sheep. And the Lord called those men the seven first white ones, and commanded that they should bring before him, beginning with the first star which led the way, all the stars whose privy members were like those of horses. And they brought them all before him. And he said to that man who wrote before him, being one of those seven white ones, and said unto him, Take those seventy shepherds to whom I delivered the sheep, and who, taking them on their own authority, slew more than I had commanded them. And behold, they were all bound, I saw, and they all stood before him. And the judgment was first held over the stars, and they were judged and found guilty, and went to the place of condemnation, and they were cast into an abyss, full of fire and flaming, and full of pillars of fire. And those seventy shepherds were judged and found guilty, and they were cast into that fiery abyss. And I saw at that time how a like abyss was opened in the midst of the earth, full of fire, and they brought those blinded sheep, and they were all judged and found guilty, and cast into this fiery abyss, and they burned. Now this abyss was to the right of that house, and I saw those sheep burning and their bones burning. And I stood up to see till they folded up that old house and carried off all the pillars and all the beams and ornaments of that house were at the same time folded up with it and they carried it off and laid it in a place in the south of the land and I saw till the Lord of the sheep brought a new house greater and loftier than the first and set it up in the place of the first which had been folded up and all its pillars were new and its ornaments were new and larger than those of the first and the old one which he had taken away, and all the sheep were within it. And I saw all the sheep which had been left, and all the beasts on the earth, and all the birds of the heaven, falling down and doing homage to those sheep, and making petition to and obeying them in everything. And thereafter... Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. And that's the part that he's talking about, that the two witnesses. Why do they call us witnesses? Because... We, as in following Christ's example, loves the, we love those that are persecuting us while they do harm to us because we are the witnesses of their actions. We will be used to judge them for what they've done. And then we will be here to help him reign when he returns. We're living in a, a, I can't express to you how short the time is that we've actually got. Most churches think that we're not even in tribulation yet. We're watching the beast rise in chapter 13 of Revelation right now. And they're making war against the saints right now. And they've got their own deadline on it. For the time period, they, uh, if you follow Scripture, Scripture tells us that uh, God's wrath comes because of the death to the sheep caused by the shepherds, which are the world leaders and the governments and all the agencies and groups that support them. So they've set a deadline for themselves that between now and 2024, they're going to reduce the population down to, what, 500 million? Something like that. They say so on the Georgia Guidestones. So if their goal is this year and next year to do that reduction, there's sometime. This is the period uh, or the the uh, the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob or the ten, eleven, tri the lost ten tribes. 
the saints of God, anybody grafted in to, through Jesus Christ is now part of that. So we are on like a two or three year deadline. We are going to see Christ return within three years. And it's not me. We know it says we're not going to know the day or the hour. It says that we being servants and obedient and searching the scripture will know the season. We will know the year by the things that are taking place here on earth if you study the scriptures. If you study the scriptures, it will reveal itself to you. And I, we are out of time. And at some point, he's going to shut the door to the temple. And those that are inside that have a relationship, you're back to the, the maidens with their lamps, the ones that didn't have their lamps full and or, you know, they didn't get in, picked up and taken in, and then they're knocking at the door wanting to come in, and, and he says, I never knew you. The people on the outer court are going to be in the outer court. The people that are in, on the inside with the table of showbread and the lampstands are going to be the ones to marry supper of the Lamb. You need to make sure that you're inside the doors of that temple. You need to make sure that you've repented and cleansed yourself outside and entered that door into relationship. That's the thing that will prevent most people from making it right there. I, I am out of time, so I'm going to end this up. I might add to it later. Please pray for me because things are getting difficult. They're trying to hush and quash anybody that opposes or puts out any truth. Pray for my health, that God sustains me and protects me. Father in heaven, I pray for all those that would listen to this podcast, that you would reach them, touch them, witness to them of the truth of what I'm saying, and guide them to your word to prove it to themselves, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, protect your saints and guide us in the days ahead. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I can't express to you, besides what I've already expressed, that we're out of time. And you need to take everything very seriously. You need to avoid distractions of media, news, job. You need to get your focus on Jesus Christ. Because that's the only thing that's going to bring you through the next two years. God bless you all. Have a blessed day.